Hey, New Life family, welcome to the weekly podcast. We want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. We hope this message encourages you and helps you in some way today move forward in your relationship with Christ and others. We pray God blesses you wherever you are today. Now enjoy the message. Don't start my timer yet. I have to prepare. No, I'm going to take the the few minutes that Pastor Mika always does when she gives like a little testimony. This is my few minutes. I'm a very visual, creative person. So when I speak, I have to be, get visuals for you to understand. So in a minute, we're going to understand all of this. It's a lot of variety of things. All right, so before I start, I want everybody to close their eyes. Close your eyes. And I'm the only one that gets to look around, so even guys in the sound booth, you don't need to do nothing so you can keep your eyes closed. And I want you to think about just the last, let's, let's go six months. In the last six months, what has your life looked like? Work, school, being a mother. Okay, I'll throw you guys in there. Even though this is Mother's Day, we'll throw fathers in there. Being a father, supporting your family, doing the dishes, doing the laundry. What does that all look like? All the chaos that goes on. Think about that for just, just a few minutes. And I want us to think about, okay, when you got stressed. How many in here get stressed? Yeah, yeah. I can put like five hands up because I get stressed a lot. When the busyness comes on, what do we do? What do we say? Where do we turn to? What does that look like in your life? Okay, so you guys can open your eyes. How many of you can say, I, in those times, I have said, I just need some me time. I just need some quiet. I need to go somewhere. <clears throat> this is Yvette saying, I need a beach. I just need, I have not been on vacation in three years. I need a vacation. I need a beach. Okay, I just, I just, I don't even have to pay to do anything. I don't, that part don't bother me. Give me a hotel where I can go walk out and sit on a beach. I can sit there all day long and be just happy and content and fine. That would be great. Sometimes when we get that way, we, we, we get there and we're like, I just need to go away for a while. I just need to get away. All this stress, all this stuff is bogging me down, and I need to get away from that. Well, I want to read some scriptures to you real quick in Luke 10. Now, sirs, you're going to have to really follow me because I did not write the scriptures down. So I need to see them. We're going to go into Luke 10. We're going to read 39 through 42. It says, and she had a sister called Mary. We're talking about Martha here, just so y'all are aware. Who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. We've heard this, sto- this, this story a lot. I've actually spoke on it a couple of times. And we can learn a lot from it. We can learn about Martha and, and how to serve and how to do everything that needs to be done and, and how to get in and be involved in things, especially in the church, and, and just get in and I'm going to help serve wherever that, whatever that looks like. I need to stack chairs. I need to, I need to pray. I need to do this. I need to, I need to go and help this person or do this. We've learned that, and we've learned that that's good. We can learn to do that. 
We've also learned how to be the Marys where I'm just going to, I'm just coming in to sit at the feet of Jesus and just worship and just pray. And I can't be bothered by anything else because this is what I need to do. And we've learned how to balance both of those. Okay, how do we not do all the serving and, and forget the prayer part? And how do we do all the praying and forget we need to help and serve? So we've learned how to balance those out over the years. We've learned how to do that. But how do we do it without becoming overwhelmed, without becoming stressed out, without becoming burnt out? So today we're going to talk about moving beyond burnout. And a lot of what Sister Shay said and Sister Saprina said just resonate with what I'm about to speak. And it's so amazing how God will just take things that I ain't talked to either one of these. I knew kind of basically what they were going to speak on because Pastor Amika had texted us, but I had no clue which way they were going. So we're going to learn today. And I've been reading this book by Christine Kane, and it's about how did we get here. And in this, she gave an analogy. And I'm, I'm going to just kind of give you without, because first of all, I don't have a boat. I'm not really a fan of being on a boat that much. I, I like the water, but I like to sit on the beach. So I didn't get an anchor. But she was talking about one time she was in Greece, her and her husband, and they rented this boat, and they was just out having a grand old time, just together, just taking some time, and her husband told her to drop the anchor. Okay, drop the anchor, no problem. And so they didn't think nothing of it. The anchor is dropped. They're sitting on the boat. They're having a good time, not, not even paying attention, just having fun, you know, whatever that looks like on a boat. Listen, I mean, I'm not a fisher person, so I'm not out there fishing. No, thank you. That's gross. So she said after, after several hours, they noticed that there was some storms coming and things were happening and the waves were getting a little, and her husband's like, why are we, did you not put the anchor down? And she's like, yes, it's down. I threw it down. It's right over there. It's down. He's like, yes, but did you make sure that it was stuck in the ground? She's like, well, I don't know how to do that. He's like, it has to be stuck because if it's not stuck, that's why we're all the way over here. We're drifting all the way over here. And sometimes that's how we get when we're not rooted, when we're not grounded, when we're not in those things. When we get overwhelmed, we haven't anchored ourselves into what it is. And we find ourselves over here and several months down the road and you're going, I'm in church, but I don't feel the presence of God. I'm praying, but I don't feel, I'm just tired. I, I don't want to do anything. I want to sit down and just chill. But that's what happens sometimes when we don't begin to allow God to show us some things and we don't allow, we don't get rooted in those things. So what does that look like? How do we prevent this? How do we keep from getting where we're supposed to be from to all the way over? How do we do that? Well, the best way that I know to do that, let's look and see what Jesus did. Because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Put up Mark 6, 46. It says, and when... He had sent them away. He departed to the mountain to pray. He departed to the mountain to pray. He sent everybody else away, and he went to the mountain to pray. Luke 5, 15 and 16 says, However, the report went around concerning him and all the more, and the great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. So think about this. Okay, moms especially. You have work. 
You have kids that need things. You have a husband that you have to help raise. You have to be... <laughs> Sorry, that's just... It's just just the thing. I mean, you, you, we get, we understand. We got to do it. You've got all these things that are going on. Plus then if you're doing stuff in the church, you've got all of that on top of it. You've got all these things coming at you. And what did Jesus do? I, I was sitting thinking about this and I'm like, okay, yeah, Jesus had a lot going on, but he was Jesus, but he was still flesh. And can you imagine, just think about this for a moment. There's what, 30 people in here today. Can you imagine Let's just say I'm Jesus. Okay, I'm Jesus. Okay, I'm, right now I'm just pretending I'm Jesus. And Pastor Tim comes, he needs something. Pastor Mika comes and he's, and Deontay comes, and Nina comes, and Ben comes, and this one comes. And all of a sudden, all of you are bombarding me saying, hey, touch me, heal me. I need this. I need this financial. I need this. I need this. I need this. Think about what that would look like. First of all, I would be like, whoa, you're in my bubble. Just let's take a few steps back. I can't handle all of y'all on top of me. Can't take that. We would be like, whoo, I need to, y'all need to go. Don't y'all have parents that can take care of you? Don't y'all have jobs that can take care of you? We would be all like stressed and out, and Jesus just did all that. He was gracious to him, so he loved on him. He healed him, but he didn't just stay there. When he felt, when his flesh felt overwhelmed, when he was exhausted, when he was so to the point, he was like, ah, my flesh is so weak. He went away into a wilderness and he prayed. And he went away and he prayed. And he went to a mountain and he prayed. Um, um, Mark 1.35. And then you can leave that one up there because I'm going to come back to that one too. It says, now in the morning. Okay. This is the scripture that I have actually blackened out in my Bible because we don't like the morning. No, a long time before daylight. That's not even a word in my vocabulary. No, we don't like those words. But it says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So Jesus would get up. He'd be like, I'm tired. I'm going to have to deal with people all day long. I need to find the time to just spend in some solitary alone time with my father. I have to find the time to pray. I have to have, find the time to commune with him. Jesus' source of strength was God. That is why the reason he got up early. It's why he got alone to pray. He knew that the pressures and the busyness of life would get to him. He also knew that those things should be what drove him to prayer and not away from it. How many times in our lives do the stresses and the anxieties and the things that get over and overwhelm us, do we sit there and go, I want to go to the beach. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to deal with this when it should be driving us and we should be saying, I need prayer. I need to get alone with God. I need to be. Those are the things that we have to do. How do we stay rooted and grounded in God? By going to him in prayer. That should be our first turn of events when things are stressing us out. So back to the beginning of what I asked what we did. Sometimes we have me time, right, ladies? We need to go have our feet done. Praise the Lord. We need to have our nails done. We need to just, I just need to sit and just, I just need someone else to wash away all my stresses. I don't want to think about nothing. Sometimes it's, I just need a bath. I just need, I need to shut the door, make me some bubbles, lock the door, 
because you can shut the door, but those kids still figure out a way. Lock the door, put on some, and just, okay, just, I just don't even want to deal with it. Some of us, guys, it's video games. I need, I need to play. I don't want to think about the fight I just had. I don't want to think about the work. I just need, I just need to play. I don't want to talk to nobody. Don't bother me. I'm putting my headphones on and I'm playing a game. So don't even come in my room. Yeah. I deal with a couple of those. That's why I know. This, this is the big thing for me. Oh, I'm in my bedroom and my door is closed and I'm watching Netflix. Do not bother me because I am binge watching this show because I am stressed today and I don't have time to deal with any of you anymore. Y'all are getting on my nerves. I don't want to deal with you. And then they still come in and I have to hit pause and that aggravates me. I don't want to have to hit pause. Or, now this is a book because it's, it's just a book. It's Sherlock Holmes. It's not mine. Sometimes we have to get lost in a book because we want to not have to think about the responsibilities. We don't want to think about. Some of us, it's scrolling on our phones. Oh, I'm going to watch the next, for the next half hour. I don't want to think about nothing. I just want to scroll on TikTok. I want to watch somebody else being stupid. I just, I just want to watch stupidity because that's really what they are. They're just, some of those videos, I'm sitting there scrolling, and I'm going, these people are idiots. I'm telling you, they're just dumb, but it's hilarious, and I'm going to watch it. So many times, this is what, and none of this stuff is wrong. I promise you, I get my feet done. I get my nails done. I don't play video games because I think they're dumb. But I do play, like sometimes I do play games on my phone. Okay, I'm, I'm a big mix and match and, you know, that type of thing. So I do that or I'll scroll or watch TV, read a book, whatever that looks like. But God has been like just pressuring me over the last several weeks. Yvette, you are in a cycle and it's not a good cycle. A good, it's a cycle of, I come to church on Sunday morning, Jesus, yes, hallelujah, I praise the Lord, this is a great feeling, this is amazing, I'm going to do, I'm going to do so much better next time, I'm going I'm to pray more, I'm going to read more, but then I go to work on Monday or Tuesday, and the people drive me crazy, and then I have to deal with people at my house, and they're driving me crazy, and, and it's just like, oh, and I just want to be left alone for a while, and so then I'm like, what, do I, what vice do I pick up? Sometimes you, we do realize that we all, we, a lot of times we like to point out, well, their vice is alcoholism or their vice is drugs or their vice is smoking or those things. But do you realize that some of these vices are just as bad as those? There's no level. What we need to be running to is this. What we need to be running to is saying, God, I'm stressed out. I'm about to lose my ever living mind. What do I need to do? Spend some quiet time with Jesus. Because when we begin to spend the quiet time with, with Jesus, that's when, the thing, that's when we find ourselves rooted and anchored. That's when we find ourselves, you know what? I'm stressed out beyond max. Or I'm ready just to give it all up and say, who cares? But when we do this, even though we still feel this way, we can have the presence of God just invade our lives. And we can say, you know what? I'm stressed. I'm frustrated. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do any of this stuff anymore. I don't want to be an adult anymore. I want to be a kid. But we can sit here and God can say, let me just show you what I want to show you. 
Let me just, let me just pour some, something into you that you could take along the way and go, and it will refresh you and will encourage you. Um, it is good to get alone with God. There's so much things we can learn. There's so much experiences we can learn from God if we just get alone with him in a solitary place. For us, fellowship with God should be something more than just a Sunday morning service. It should be more than something we check off on our list every day. Sometimes I have found myself in this situation time and time again where I have been at work and I'm listening to my, my devotion for the day because I'm lucky I get a little office that clo- the door closes and nobody bothers me, so it's great. And I can listen to that, and I can go, oh, check mark, I listened to the Bible today. I did my good deed, but I haven't spent any time alone with God. I haven't spent that time of just, just sitting with him and not necessarily telling him all the issues that I've got going on, even though he wants us to do that. But just spending that time with saying, God, I just want you. I want you more than the next breath that I breathe. I want you more than the next thing that I do. We should want to be alone with God. That is where we can pour our heart out to him, where we can find peace and strength. Jesus didn't get burnout because every day he spent alone time with the Father. Okay, back to Mark 1, 35. Go back to 35, because I want to read that again. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They searched for him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. All right, so think about this. The first time you got saved, or after you've been to a great conference, or some great revival services, or a fantastic Sunday morning service. What are we doing? Oh, I need Jesus. I just need to find him. I need him today. I need him today. This is so, oh, man, this is so good. If everybody could just feel the way I feel, they would understand what, it's just amazing. I want everybody to feel this way. But when we jump down a few chapters to Mark 14, we're going to read verse 32. And then they came to a place which was Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. Go to verse 37. Then he came and found them sleeping. Now, Mark chapter 1, Jesus went away to pray and they went hunting for him. They're like, wait, where'd he go? We got up and he was gone. Where did he go? Mark 14, they're sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter in temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him. And he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. So we go from running after him when he was hiding, went alone to pray, to being, oh, this is is the hard word. This is the hard word that God really has been just pinpointing on my life. We thought it as a common thing to be in the presence of Jesus. We were so, oh, 
presence of God, great. I'm with Jesus every day. I'm praying. It's okay. It's, it's, I expect this. I expect to come in on Sunday morning in the presence of God to be here. I expect Pastor Amika to preach something to stir my spirit and get me through the rest of the week. I expect the praise and worship to uplift me and make me feel good and bring joy and salvation into my life. And la-di-da-da-da, that's what I expect. And we take the presence of God being with us as a common thing. And it's okay if I fall asleep. And it's okay if I don't pray today. It's okay if I don't read today. It's okay because when I come in on Sunday morning, Jesus is going to be there. But we have to find, when we first get saved and when we first go to these revival services, we're so hungry for God. And then it becomes that common thing. And we can't keep coming to these things. And we can't just keep saying, well... It's okay if I don't feel good today or if I don't feel like it. They'll get it. They'll bring it. Pastors will bring it. They pray every day. It's all, that's their job is to pray every day. So it's okay for them to do that and me to just walk in and expect it there. But sometimes God is saying, I expect you to come into my presence. I expect you to begin to stir things up. And I expect you to come after me with everything that's within you. I understand these things hit us hard. I promise you, I've been there for the last several years. It's been a cycle of going after hard after the things of God. And then something happens and I'm just like, I just need a day of rest. I just just want a day of peace and quiet and solitude. And taking that is okay. But we have to remember that even in taking that, we still have to find that time to pray. We still have to find that time to dig in. Because in John 2, what happened after all of that? John 2, verse 3. I'm going to bring this all together real quick. John chapter 2, verse 3. I, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. Yeah, fishing, but anyway. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and they caught nothing. So this was after Jesus had died. He had rose. They had talked to him a little bit. But they got frustrated because things didn't go the way they thought they were supposed to go. Their thought process was Jesus was coming. He was coming like a warrior, and he was going to destroy Rome, and they were all going to live happily ever after and be on that mountaintop and just live joyfully and successfully and nothing bad was ever going to happen to them again. But when things didn't happen the way that they thought it was going to be, they reverted back to what they knew beforehand. How many times have we come from a service and said, Whoa, Jesus! And we're all excited and ready to go. And then we go to work and everything hits us at once and you're like, This is not what's supposed to happen today. I was not supposed to have to work in this position. I was not supposed to have to deal with this. My kids were not supposed to act this way. God did a miraculous thing on Sunday. Why are they acting like a fool on Monday? Because they're kids. And what do we do? Get, forget this. Closing this up. I'm not praying today and I'm not reading. I'm going fishing. Or whatever that looks like in our lives. I'm taking a bath. I'm watching TV. I'm done with this. We went, they went back to what was comfortable. And God is saying, I don't want you to do that anymore. I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to say, you know what? This wasn't supposed to happen today, but that's okay. Because I'm getting in my word and I'm reading and I'm praying and I'm seeking after God. Because what happens when we do that? 
God comes down and he does the miraculous thing in their lives. They didn't want to deal with reality. They didn't want to deal with that. We, sometimes we don't want to deal with reality. We don't want to deal with it. But if, if we dig into the word, if we get into his presence, I got some good news for you. Bring up Acts chapter 2, verse 41. When they said, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, and Jesus showed back up, and they got back into the presence of God, the Holy Spirit showed up. And then, then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day 3,000 souls were added. We got, they got back from the comfortable position. So it's okay if we've been in this position over here. It only takes a moment for you to turn and walk back to the position over here and say, Jesus, you are my strength. Jesus, you are my source. Jesus, you are the one that I long for. And when we do that, then God can turn everything around. And Peter, who wanted to go fishing, he was the leader of the bunch, and he said, I'm going fishing. Peter's the one that God reached down and touched, and he said, I'm going to use you in a mighty and great way. And 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom because Peter said, I am going to go back to what I know. I'm going back to what I need. I'm going back to where my source is. So many times that's what we need to do. And I just want to take a few minutes right here and I want everybody to stand up. And I want you to begin to pray. And I want you to begin to seek the face of God. And think about the things that maybe you've stressed about. And maybe you've got worn out about. Or maybe there's just been a things that you're just not understanding. And how can this happen when I am running hard after God? How are these things happening to my life? Why are my kids acting this way? Why is my work being this way? And I want us to take a few minutes, and I, I'm going to ask everybody to come up to the altar. I'm not going to lay hands on you. I'm not going to pray for you. No one will unless you just absolutely need something. But I think we need to just take some time and say, God, Give me back to where I need to be. I don't want to be burnt out. I don't want to go fishing anymore. I don't want to go back to those things that I did. I want to cling to you no matter what it looks like around here. No matter what it looks like going on in my life. God, I want you, Jesus. Lord, I repent of when I have wandered off and went on my own way. I repent of making your presence a common thing in my life. God, I repent of those things that I have maybe went to instead of you. And I just pray that, God, you would just put a burning desire back in my side of my heart for you. God, I pray that the fire on the altar will never burn out. God, it may have dimmed for just a moment. And it may have faltered for just a moment. But, God, I pray that you would begin to stoke that fire once again inside of our hearts and lives and you would just begin to move right now, Jesus.